Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 321 of Fergal and the Freak. I'm your host, the Glorious League Freak, and I'm joined today by the lovely Jamie. How are you, Jamie? Hey, I'm good. Been, How are you? It's been a while. It has. It has yeah. been a long time. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about State of Origin teams today because they come out on Sunday and Monday and I wanted to make sure that we didn't talk about them until the teams were settled and everyone had got their fitness checks and, you know, the I think tonsillitis or something is going through the Queensland team, some sort of venereal We had to make disease. sure New South Wales was allowed in. Yeah, we had to, yeah. They're, well, they're up in Queenscliff and um, so they're up there training so that they can then move on to Brisbane and I hope they get their cards punched and you know, papers, please, and all that that's going on lately. But, you know, it's very interesting because I went to Queensland mm-hmm. the other week and there's this big hoo-ha about, you know, who can come in and who – but no one's policing it. You just drove through. Yeah, we just drove straight on through. Now, did you go, did you go through – like, because you've got the main highway that's on the coast sort of area, but did you go inland? We just went – Along that new highway. Okay. All the way up. Yeah. Which is so boring. I like yeah. the old road. Uh, so next time we go up, we're going on the old road. It's funny how uh, some of the roads up there, are, it can be boring, but other ones you drive down and, like, for whatever reason, they're not as boring. Mm-hmm. Just don't go through Tamworth. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Going through Bow Desert and the New England Highway, oh, it adds so much time yeah but my dad lives in tamworth so i should go that way sometime really visit my stepmom what did your dad do to have to live in tamworth <laughs> what didn't he do <laughs> uh, <laughs> state well, of origin yes oh, great. Let's to state of origin let's stop let's stop going down that track um so i'll go through the i'll go through the new south wales team yeah We'll talk about that now. I'll go through the Queensland team. Um, the New South Wales team, there's only been really one change, and that's Jake Trebojevic is that's out. Best change. Yeah. Um, so Angus, happy. Angus Crichton, uh, Campbell Graham, and Dale Finucane have been brought in. Um, so let's go through it. It's James Tedesco, Brian To'o, Latrell Mitchell, Tom Trebojevic, uh, Josh Adokar, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary, Daniel Saifidi, Damian Cook, Junior Paulo comes into the starting side in the front row. Yeah, but yeah my boy. As a player, hey. Um, Cameron Murray, Tariq Sims, and Isaiah Yo, And then on the bench, they've gone Jack White and still. Uh, Angus Crichton comes in. Payne Haas and then Liam Martin. And then, obviously, the extended reserves, if they need them, is Appy Corusau, Campbell Graham, and Dale Finucane. Um, I like it. What do you reckon? I like it. Yeah. I don't see any problems with it at all. No. I, no. I think that bringing Angus Crichton in is a good move. Uh, I think that he should he would have been in the original side if he hadn't been... Uh, suspended because he brushed someone's hairstyle the wrong way or whatever he was suspended Oy, for. Isn't it funny, though, that um, it was Trent Robinson who complained about 
the rules mm. and that pushed them to make the new rules. And it's his team that's been most affected the new rules. Yeah, it is a little bit. It's funny when that <laughs> It's kind of ironic. Yeah. And it's now like he's like, are... the new rules are terrible. It's like Phil Gould is currently on a campaign to get the under-20s competition back, and nobody was against the under-20s competition more than him. It's like sometimes these people in rugby league need to learn to shut the fuck up. It's odd, isn't it? It's like, oh, how dare I face the consequences of my own actions? Exactly. It's very <laughs> fun. Very rugby league. Um, I, I, I'm happy with the team. I think that the moves that they make – don't weaken them at all. I'd get rid of Jack White and off the bench, though. He was bloody useless in game one. His form is terrible, and I just don't think he deserves to be inside. What do you think? No, I don't think so either. I don't think that he bought anything special. Mm. Um, I think in terms of, like, I don't think any New South Wales player was outplayed by their Queensland counterpart, mm-hmm. but he didn't do anything still. Yeah. That just yeah. highlights, you know, he did nothing and he was still better than Queensland. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hopefully the same happens in game two. <laughs> oh, I hope so, but I don't like to get too excited because New South Wales, like, there's that deep loser mentality. Yeah. We've, <laughs> we've been in this position so many times where we've smashed them in game one and been like, here we go, celebration time. And then they absolutely whip us in game two. Yeah. It's not good. And that comes down to the wire. Yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not really much to say about the New South Wales team, really, is there? It's, it's kind of steady as she goes. They made the changes they kind of were forced to make, and, and that's it, really. I, I, yeah. I think everyone, it would have been hard to drop anyone on form from that first team. Um, except Whiten, who uh, we both agree on because we're experts. Um, and and I'm, we, they were forced to drop Jake, who Jake, I didn't think yeah. should be there in the first place because I think that he plods along grasping desperately at his brother's hamstrings. <laughs> That's the only reason he has any success. He, he was His form this season's been shit, and, yeah, I was surprised to see him in the first team. But I think that they went with him just – because cause he started in the front row, and I think they went with him because they wanted a bit of mobility. But, like, Junior Paulo, he's a big dude, but he's mobile. So yeah. I, I I think he's a better player, especially at prop. Yeah. He has um, come so far in terms of, like, his abilities. Mm. I'm, I'm really happy with this. Well, like, the thing I like about him is that he has – X factor in him in terms of he can break a game open. He's got a really good offload. He's got a ridiculously good offload for a a prop, but he also does all of the basic things, right? So when you pick him, it's not like you're saying, well, I'm picking a bigger dude who can bust the line and get an offload, but you know, he gets caught out defensively from time to time. He just doesn't like he's, he does his job. He does his job. Well, he knows his job. I think he's the best. Parramatta Eels player, like overall, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think that we'd um, suffer dramatically without him. Yeah, yeah, looks but like you, a different team. Just on a tangent of Parramatta, mm-hmm. how different is our team with Dylan Brown in? Oh, it's night <laughs> and day. 
He's ridiculous. Mm. It, they go from being really one-dimensional, like you can shut them down really, really easy. Even like lower table teams can shut them down to all of a sudden he adds a little bit of a running game on the other side of the field. He's got a little bit of playmaking, that little bit of a kick in game. And, and his it, defense. Yeah, and it just complements uh, Mitchell Moses so well. Like oh, all think... of the... Sorry, go on, go on. No, you go on. You were talking to us. I, well, I was, was going to say, like, all of the things that Mitch Moses probably lacks, Brown brings. And so as a halves pairing, they're really, really good together. Whereas you take, I mean, I think if you took Mitchell Moses away and put in a, an average halfback, I think the Eels would still be not too bad. But you take Brown out of that, out of that team and it's, you can shut him down easy. Yeah, I agree. And I think that he just, because um, Mitch Moses is, is like, so hyper mm-hmm. and crazy and in your face and, and a control freak and needs everything done the way he needs it done. And Dylan Brown's just like, fuck it. We'll mm. Just hope for the best. Yeah. And I think it, it brings a real balance. It does. It does. It's, uh, man, I can't wait for this upcoming game. We'll have to do a podcast leading up to the game, the big one between Well, Paramount. we're not going to do one after because I'll probably hate you. Yeah, well, that's I'll all. I'll hate your stinking guts. <laughs> You you got to stand in line for that, all right? Dear league freak, I hate your stinking guts. <laughs> okay, let's get on to the Queensland team because they've made so many changes. Like, isn't it funny how they were like, "Oh, we're so loyal." It's like, well, yeah, you can be loyal to success. Yeah, it, exactly. And the other thing is too, like they haven't got that many players they can really draw upon, and that's the thing I've always said about Queensland. Like they go on about, oh. You know, they're different, the Queensland players, and they're loyal and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you win eight in a row, you're going to be loyal to that team. Like, it's yeah, all no, about imagine winning talent. seven in a row and being like, oh, sorry, Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I was just not getting picked. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And, and I always get this thing about, like, um, oh, they, you know, they're going to win it with desire. It's like, shut up. The most talented team wins these series the vast majority of the time. Yeah, and and how funny is it how they've had so much success mm. and they're still always the underdog? Yeah, it is kind of weird. It is. It's weird. like it's Goliath having a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And you know, and they do little things like they wait and they name their squad second. Yeah. And, you know, bunch of assholes. And even their really. premier gets in on it. Like, oh, am I going to shut the borders? Am I going to lock all the New South Wales fans out so New South Wales has no supporters? Like, fuck off. Someone's got so a cold in the game. Die. Let's shut the border. Like, fuck off, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we should really do a political show instead, hey? <laughs> yeah, because fuck off, bitch. It's so political. <laughs> Can you imagine if I said that on a podcast? I feel like I'd get in trouble for saying that. About about her or just in general? Just in general. <laughs> you know what? It's so weird because I say so many things mm. that my friends on Twitter say as well, and mm. they'll get reamed for it yeah. and attacked, and no one says shit to me. Yeah. And I'm like, is that just because – it's clear that I don't give a fuck what they think. 
it, it's possible. I, you know, the other thing is, like, I say, I see you say stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I wish I could say that now. <laughs> Just share it, and then put in your Twitter bio um, retweets are not endorsements, so then you can say it without really <laughs> saying it. Well, you know that I will, I will, you know, get in touch with you and say, you know what, I would love to say right now, and I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone does that with me. Actually, all my, all my friends are like, hey, I found this meme. No one will like it if I share it. Can you share it? Like, fuck yeah, who cares? So basically what I'm saying now is anything that you say on your Twitter feed, expect it to just be from me. <laughs> so that's saying in and around my mouth, that's – directly fed from you yeah pretty much. not that there's anything wrong with that no no anyway let's look at the queensland team um speaking of clocks <laughs> the 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 queenslanders have made a million changes so out is alexander brimson uh harry grant uh jaden sewer joe off and and xavier coates and in comes andrew mcculloch cohen hess i don't know why um, Francis Molo, Josh Papali'i, uh, Reese Walsh, and Ronaldo Matalino. Oh, ma- no. Matalo. Matalo, yeah. Ma- yeah. God, yeah. get your shit together, man. I know, right? So their team overall is Reese Walsh at fullback, Valentine Holmes, Kurt Capewell, Dane Gagai, Kyle Felt, Cameron Munster, Dally Cherry Evans, Christian Walsh, Andrew McCulloch, uh, Josh Papali'i, Jai Arrow, Felice Kafusi, Tino Fasamalu. Fasamaluawi. Yes. Fasamaluawi. I can't say it properly. I'm sorry. Fasamaluawi. Awi. Yeah. I. You know what? I say it a hundred times and I can get it right when I'm not being heard. 100%. That's exactly. I I practice his name when I'm watching Titans games. And, of course, when we're recording, yeah. I stuff it up. I, I Basua Malaawi. Basua Malaawi. See, there you go. Just got to say it slow and enunciate. Basua Malaawi. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm... But really, it really just is, as far as I know, without hmm. confirming with him, really is just said the way it looks. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the case, hey. So, it's uh, like, the end is like Maui, like, in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And then Fa Asua Malaui. Just call him Tino. Tino, like everyone else. Let's just get around it. Don't call him Tino. Like, let's just not butcher his name a million times, poor kid. Can we call him Tino Turbo, like everyone does with Tom Trebojevic? Oi, how bad is it that they've started saying Jake Turbo? Which one? Have Jake Turbo for their, like, oh, yeah. Jake Trevojevic. It's like, um, what? It's it's weird. If you're going uh, to do it, call him Jerbo in an ironic way. Jerbo. Uh, on the bench, Ben Hunt. Hope I've got that one right. Um, here's another one. Uh, Moeki? Fatu, I always say. Moeke Fatuweka. That's it. Fatuweka. Fatuweka. 
he's another one. He's the other one in the whole competition. And the Queensland picked them both. Um, it, it, that's another one that is pretty much set as far as I know exactly yeah. how it's written. Yeah. There's something in my head when I see so many uh, vowels in a row. You want to put accents to it? Yeah. And my, <laughs> my brain just car crashes. Like it's, it's a problem with. Like, I wonder if I'm like 2% dyslexic or something, just enough that I really have problems with their two names. Um, I apologise to both players. I don't mean to do it in any disrespectful way. It's a failing on my behalf. You know what? Uh, if it's hard, hard for us to say, imagine a small child learning to say their own name. Would you reckon that, that people it's from... Hard. Do you reckon that people from... Like Pacific Island nations see our names and they have similar sorts of issues saying them because they're so different. You know what? They probably think you fucking plebs with your one syllable names. <laughs> they probably think we're all simpletons, eh? <laughs> they're like, what the fuck? You losers. Learn to talk. <laughs> like, wait, your, your whole name is Ben Hunt? Where's the rest of it? You, yeah, like, you just, you dummy. <laughs> Did your parents think you were simple? <laughs> oh, far out. We're, people are either going to really laugh at this and get it, or they're going to be horrified. It's going to be one of the two. It's, it's going to be either funny or Aaron Mullen. Yeah, yeah, one of the two. But I, I love their names. Honestly, I think I love Pacific Islander. I think they're the best. Uh, the, some of the names, like um, Apicorosau, I love his name. You know, How funny is it, though, when they're like, oh, he just started using his name this way or he's requested his name. We don't know when that happens. Like, when he was fucking born. Yeah. You and you've been saying it wrong. I wow. swear to God, what happens is they come into they come through the grades and the media managers don't even bother to look. And so by the time they get into first grade, everyone's been pronouncing their name one way. And then down the track, they just must say, dude, that's not actually how you say my name. That's never how I've said my name. Have you ever listened to me say my name? You and know what? We've got to normalise them. Mm. Saying, this yeah. is my name. Please say it the right way. And yeah. they shouldn't feel embarrassed by it. But I've had it, like, not as severe at work. People will call me a different name. Mm -hmm. And I feel rude to tell them, yo, you've got my name wrong, which is weird because it's my name. Yeah. So it's like, I should just feel okay. This lady called me Jenny for six years, <laughs> and I never corrected her. Really? Just because I didn't want to make her feel bad. Wow. So that's probably where they're at. They don't want to make them look like idiots. See, I, I'm the opposite. Like, I'll be like, whoa, 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 stop. My name is Esteban Tierro. Okay? It's not Laeg Farake. Yeah. <laughs> it's not glorious. It's glorious. But I hate as well how they put emphasis on names like um, Vossi with Takarangi. Yeah. He's like, Takarangi. But, see, I love Takarangi. And drags it out. And it's I, like, he's not a succulent bloody meal. It's his name. I, but I love Takarangi's name. 
I, yeah. I love it. The what what is that? Um, uh, Palliacina. I used to love his name. Like I always think that the names that are the longest that you can just it feels like it's natural to say them. The longer the better. Yeah, but they did. They just make it sound like a um like a novelty. Yeah. Like a novelty name. It's like no, that it's not their nickname or a novelty name. It's just their name. Mm. Although you know, I was watching the news yesterday, and Usain Bolt had, I think he had twins or something, um, and he named them some really weird names. And at first, I was like, "Well, those names are outrageous." But then I was thinking, if your last name was Bolt, why wouldn't you name every kid you had something like, really cool yeah. sounding, like lightning? Yeah, exactly. And thunder. Yeah. And cool stuff, like, I don't know. Instead, we all use names like Ben Hunt, and the rest of the world uses cool-ass names. Yeah, and meaningful. Like, I just have no idea, like, my name. Mm. My name apparently means he who supplements. (laughs) So, basically, you're a human peripheral. And as if, as if. Jamie comes across as that, whereas a, a, like these other names, they sound awesome. Mm. They sound as good as their meaning. But then we will have names, and I, I, when I say it actually means may God protect as well. So it just uh, it just depends where you're from, I guess. But then we have names like the Anglo names. I'm talking here. We will have names that are super descriptive, like uh, what would like uh, I'm trying to think of one, like um, I don't know. Now I can't think of one. But we'll have ones where you think, like say say somebody's last name's Candlemaker, right? And you think at some point someone was making candles. You know what I mean? Well, that's what they that Clint told me. That's what they're from. So Smith is like blacksmith. Yeah. Like stuff like that. But or Baker. Can you imagine, like, all these people with really awesome names, like Tingno. Yeah. He's sitting there like, look at that guy. Like, um, and it's, like, Stephen Edwards. He's yeah. like, I can't, can't even think of a last name. He just used his first name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He puts F on the end. Like, what is wrong with these people? Although then you sometimes then you get like um, people from an Anglo background, and instead of their name being Baker or Butler or Hunter or I something say it like as if my last name is not Smith. Yeah, well, well, but they've got these names where you can think, well, maybe someone was doing those jobs in their past, and that's how they ended up with that name. And then you get somebody like that's last name's Cockburn. I know. I was going to say or Boobcock. Yeah. What the hell were they doing? Yeah, Active or necklaces. Yeah. That's strange. Anyway. Number 10. <laughs> David Fafita is number 16. <laughs> and Francis Molo is number 17 for the Queensland team. What do you think of the Queensland team? You know what? It's always weird because I always think David Fafita plays for New South Wales, but that's Payne Haas, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I... Uh, I I wish Dave Feeder played for New South Wales. He feels like a New South Wales player. He does, doesn't he? Like, 
Oh, no. Was it his mum or Payne Hart's mum, the one that yelled at someone in McDonald's drive-thru, drive-thru down? Ooh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Whatever, whoever that is, I can relate to her. Yeah. I, uh... I like the Queensland team, except... Eden. Hey? I don't like Felice Kafusi. Well, Kafusi, I, 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 was, I was talking to somebody, I won't say who it was, but Nadine and me were saying <laughs> how Felice Kafusi, he seemed like he's, he was done about a month ago, and I was surprised to see him in this Queensland team. I tell you, the players that... I like, I think bringing in Josh Papali was a good move. Yeah. Um, Andrew McCulloch is surprising because I don't think he's going to give much out of dummy half. But they have selected uh, Ben Hunt on the bench. So, you know, he's going to probably play a lot of minutes, I would guess. Well, I worry about McCulloch because he seems to struggle sometimes playing regular season. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. With fitness and everything else, and um, injuries. Mm -hmm. So I just worry about him in this kind of game now. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I I think the speed of the game, it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that as well. Um, But we'll find out. That's why they play the games. The big thing for me here is that they've put Valentine Holmes to the wing again, which is good because he's not a fullback. But they've brought in young Reese Walsh, and I've got to say, to bring in this young bloke who is just starting his career, and he, he's he got a lot of upside to him. I think he's going to be a very, very good player, and that's not going out in a limb. You can just see it. But he, you can see he's still getting up to speed with first grade, and I think to chuck him in at fullback for Queensland is really doing him a massive disservice, and I feel like it could be one of those things that really hurts his development as a player. Well, I agree, especially because his coach explicitly said, yes, he does a lot of good things, but you can't only focus on the good things. You've got to look at the silly things he did or the, you know, the not good things he did. And I think that was his way of trying to bring him back down to earth. And now Queensland have kind of tried to rocket him to the freaking moon. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. And, and like you saw last week, and they were playing in really bad conditions, the Warriors, but there were balls that were flying all over the place in, in the uh, in the wind where he wasn't getting within 15 metres of them. And it's not so much that he didn't get close to them. It's the fact that he's still at a point in his career where he's not that confident in first grade to attack a ball when it's swirling around like that. And he's like, he's still pretty slight as all of these young players are. They've got to fill in. Um, I just think it's a bad move. And like, I think he could, he could play really good in this game. He really, really could. He's got an X factor. He's going to be an amazing player. I'm not putting him down at all, but I think that to put him in at this point of his career, I just, I would not have done it to him. I think it's not good for him. And I as well, to, they're doing it off the back of a really embarrassing loss. Mm. And it's like he is 18, 18. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be the one that carries Queensland over the line. No. 
that's not fair to put it on him. And it's not fair to use him as a scapegoat if you lose. Yeah, 100%. It's not fair. Yeah, I, I just feel I feel sorry for him. And I love watching him play. Damn, he's a good player. Um, okay, now let's look at some news. Oh, by the way, who are you picking in the Women's State of Origin on Friday night? I have no idea. I'm going for the Blues. I think that they'll... Going for the Blues? Like, I always go for them, but I don't know. I think they're going to strike back hard. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that game. Um, Kaylee's talking about that. Kaylee's so excited because she's going to go to the same high school as her favourite player. Oh, really? Kelly, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. See, yes. this is stuff I don't hear about. So tell me about how much interest does your daughter have in the women's game? A lot. Really? Like, she loves she loves NRL. She loves football. Mm. But she'll only watch Rabbitohs. Mm-hmm. But she'll – and sometimes she'll walk away. But yeah. when it's the girls' game, yeah. she'll sit there and watch the whole thing. Really? Oh, that's so awesome. It's it's going to be interesting because they expanded the competition this year, and I, I think that I think the the thing about women's rugby league I've always said is that it is really good to watch. Like you don't watch it like some other women's sport where you're like uh, this this really isn't good to watch. Like I, I think women's basketball you watch that five minutes and you're like this doesn't feel good, but you watch women's rugby league and it is just bloody good yeah like, that, and they um smash each other it's awesome yeah and they're so skillful too yeah and they yeah. the thing is too they they read the game like they're not just going through the motions you can see them reading the game and making decisions and and uh they've got football sense and that and i think you know goes, why that is why is that it's because they're girls, so they don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of the guys, they're like, "Well, I deserve to be here," mm-hmm. and they're like, "And the girls are like, I've earned my way here," and mm-hmm. it could disappear. Yeah, yeah, but true. like the guys don't think about that because how many times was in their comp fuck up and come back? Yeah, that's true, and and you know, there's been so many games of the women's games where I've seen the players and the the way they read the game and stuff, and I've thought to myself, if only you could put her brain into In that this NRL player's body and it would be, like, the perfect player. <laughs> well, yeah. I wonder if we ever see a, a female player that could make it in the NRL. I feel like it would have to be a halfback. Like, she'd have to be huge. But you've got to think, like, look at, um, is his name Jaden Campbell? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Look, look how small he is. Yeah. Like some of the girls are bigger than him. Yeah, they would be. They probably would be. And like, I think if he can make it at his size, he's really good. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I really like watching him play. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of size, mm-hmm. there's no reason why a girl couldn't. I wonder... It, say you got a a female player that was just like Olympic level sprinter fast, and she was just a big athlete. You could probably have her on the wing. Yeah, for sure. 
be interesting. You know what? The only thing that I think would happen is it can go one of two ways. Either the guys won't want to tackle her mm. because she's a girl, mm. or they'll go all like G.I. Jane and try to smash her to prove a point that they're stronger than her. Yeah, that's a good point. I, ah, man. Yeah, and funnily enough, I think the the male players would want her to do well. Like, I think people would normally think, oh, they'd be, you know, hoping that she fails. I think everyone around her, even the opposition, would want her to do well. So I don't think that they would want to, like, annihilate her in a tackle like that. Some are really nasty, though. Yeah, that's true. You can see they're nice. And, like, the general public, like the NRL fans, a mm. lot of them would be like, oh, she gets special treatment because she's a girl. Yeah. She should go back to the kitchen and cut up the oranges and make some sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of thing people think, I think. Um, <laughs> I've never heard you say anything like that. I know. <laughs> I know. It's weird. I know. It's um, projection. It really is, isn't it? I think women are great. Um, so yeah. we got so far off track. What was I going to talk about? Oh, yes. This is the most loose podcast I've ever done, by the way. This is great. Um, ben Iken has quit his role in NRL 360, holding the hands of old men as they chatter away to each other. And he's going to be the, I believe it's the head of football at the Brisbane Broncos. Um, what did you think when you heard that? Does that mean all the control freak Broncos old boys, you know, the people that were controlling everything, does that mm-hmm. mean some of them are gone? Well, they, they sacked a few people during the week, actually. Um, but I feel as though the thing that worries me is that the Broncos in the whole world said, you know what, we need somebody to come in and handle the football side of operations. Oh, the best guy is a former Bronco. And that worries me because I always think that when you go back to players that have played for the club, sometimes it means you're not looking for the best candidate. And Ben Iken will find out. It's like, like a form of nepotism, really. It is, yeah, very much so. So we'll find out with Ben Iken, but... um there's been a real push for him to be involved at the Broncos over the last 18 months. They wanted him to be a CEO, and that didn't happen. Now he's the head of football operations, and, you know, he's in there now. We'll find out what he can do, I guess. I just think, what is NRL 360 going to do now? He was, the, like, him and Lara Pitt mm-hmm. are the only ones who aren't fucking cabbages. They, they were the only ones you looked at and you were like, oh, yeah. Seems like a human being. It's like they're not talking to hear themselves talk. Mm. Yeah, they're and they're not interrupting everyone every ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that uh, who, who would you have taking over NRL three hundred and sixty? A in a good way, and B to turn it into the ultimate train wreck. I don't know. I don't know. You know, um, if we're going S players, I think Cooper Cronk would be good to mm-hmm. be on there. Mm-hmm. And I 
I wouldn't want. I don't know about Vossi because I hate him as a con- commentator, but I don't mind him as a presenter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't used to hate him. He's just become so extra. I'm like, oh, man, you're so fucking annoying now. And goofy. And and he's always like, oh, I don't have a favourite team, except for I'm going to talk down about every single team except for the ones I like. <laughs> like, you're so transparent, dude. <laughs> so you've got to be upfront with who you go for. And then when you shit on all the other teams, it's like, it's it's kind of funny. But I think as well, I shit more on eels than any other team or other mm-hmm. than roosters. I hate them mm-hmm. because I have expectations and they only rarely meet them. <laughs> so I, I, uh, it's been hard to shit on the Panthers the last two years because we're outstanding and amazing and just the best. But before that, 100%, I was the same. It's like no team was more criticised by me than the Panthers, and it wasn't even close. And how annoying are all these people? Like like the other day when we played Bulldogs, mm-hmm. yeah, we won, but that first half was fucking pathetic. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, but we won. I'm like, yeah, but who fucking cares if you – only just come home eventually against the bottom of the ladder team because you won't come home against the top team. Yeah. Like, you can't just be happy with mediocrity. Come on. Yeah, and you, it's, you know, you can't really switch off for, a, a, you know, 40 minutes in the NRL, especially when you do it against the Bulldogs because the Bulldogs were, like, legitimately beating the Eels. There was yeah. no – it wasn't like there were – you know, three years players sent off or anything. They and play. I honestly believe that Bulldogs do are on the end of harsh calls. It's expected that they're going to lose, so mm-hmm. they don't get the 50-50 calls. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they're going to lose anyway, so obviously they're not good, so they must have done the wrong thing. I actually talked about that yesterday in the interview. For those that don't know, I was interviewed by Jamie's son for a project that he's doing, and he brought up that exact thing. And uh, my answer was that I think lower table teams are obviously not as good as upper, higher table teams, right? And a lot of the time, they don't have the same talent. And I feel as though you see situations where players that maybe aren't as skillful or aren't quite as fit and, and things along those lines they tend to make mistakes a little bit more than you, their high-table counterparts. Do you agree, though, in the game against Eels? Obviously, I go for Eels, so yeah. it's not as if I'm just like, oh, I'm a one-eyed Bulldog supporter, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So they changed it to six again, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that for – so they don't give penalties? Yeah. Do you think Bulldogs would have been penalised 20 times in that game? No, I don't. Because that's what the six again count and penalties added up to. Mm-hmm. Thereabouts. It's like there wasn't 20 penalty offences in no. that game. No. So I think that they're being lazy by giving these six agains. I agree. They and, don't and, say anymore, oh, mate, you're a metre offside mm-hmm. or you're whatever, come back. Next time you're going to get a penalty. They just give it now. 
Now, so I don't think Bulldogs infringed that many times. And if they did this week, why didn't they last week? And you know and the other dragons. And you know the other thing is too. You see a lot when a team is defending on their line, and the referee will call six again, and he'll say that everyone wasn't back on the the goal line when the the play the ball was played, and like that would never normally be a penalty. Like if you've no, if, especially if it's someone on the other side of the passive player. They're not involved in the tax acts. Like why are you winning? Yeah. Yeah. I it's this six again rule has been devastating to the game and the quality of games. And it's just crazy. Like even you now a player will have his hand on a shoulder not pushing them down, and it'll give a six again. It's like, that's not crowning the play. Yeah. Um, Look, I was thinking about this last weekend while I was watching the football, right? And I was thinking about how you get, like, how how did the game get so broken so quickly? And if you look at it, like, the you know the rule where if you kick it over the dead ball line, you get seven tackles? Yeah. I've heard of that rule. I hate it, right? So do I. But that's one extra tackle, and we're like, oh, that's terrible. That That's an extra tackle that that team's got to have. In the run of play, we're giving teams, like, six more tackles, 12 more tackles. Like, there are some sets where a team will have the ball for, like, 24 tackles in a row. Yeah. And, of course, they're going to score. Of course, and they're going to dominate the And how do teams the like team. Bulldogs, who don't have top players, how do they recover from that? You can't. It's ridiculous to expect them to recover from that, especially when it's such minor infringements that mm-hmm. wouldn't have been penalised that now are penalised. And, and penalised in a devastating way. It's not like they're stopping the play, the defensive side can get back in the line, you get even a 20-second rest. Now it's just yeah. bang, six again, bang, six again, bang, six and again. And now... Another thing to add to that mm-hmm. is the Nathan Brown non-simbin. He didn't even get a penalty. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't get penalised. It's like, how can you put someone on report but not give a team a penalty? Yeah. And then 10 minutes, because I, I agree, you can't, from game to game, different refs have different interpretations. Mm-hmm. But this was the same game, the same ref. He didn't bring that back to give them a penalty and Simbin Brown. But he brought it back to Simbin Thompson. Well, you know what? Like, I... What is that? That That is clear. Mm. It's either he is incompetent because I, he I think applied it's... rules one minute and didn't the next, or it's, you know, who gives a fuck? It's Bulldogs. Well, I here's what I think it is. I think the referees are out there and they've been given this impossible task with these rules they've got to apply, right? Because the rules are terrible. And the referees know. See, I don't blame the referee on the field for that one because obviously someone told him to take it back. Exactly. The bunker. It's like, exactly. why didn't the bunker take the other one back? And that's the thing. Like, they who knows? Have, they are blessed with retrospect that the ref isn't. Yeah, and the like how many times have we seen in the last like couple of months now where the game will be going on and the referee stops 
and he listens to somebody in his ear and then he goes like he doesn't know what they're talking about and he says okay we've got to go back like four tackles because somebody was hit off the ball and it was high so they're on report and you go into the bin the referee didn't see it he's just been yeah. told about it see i just don't understand why if one is bad enough to be on report mm-hmm. and the other one is also bad enough to be on report, why is only one a penalty and a sim bin and one's not even a penalty? I don't know. So how I... can you put a player on report but not give a penalty for it? You know, the other like, thing... It doesn't make sense. I agree. And, you know, the other thing that pisses me off, why do we have to stop the game so that the referee can let everyone know that someone's on report. Like, isn't that what the match review committee is for? Well, if you're not going to penalise them, don't stop the game. Yes. Just do it. Just fucking play the game and let the match and review half committee the time, these players are sitting there like, what? Yeah. Like, even the the player that the penalty was on, like Dylan Brown, when mm. Luke Thompson went to the win, because I think that's who it was on, mm. Dylan Brown was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And he was the one that got hit high or whatever. Like, if it was so bad to be a Simbin, how did he not even really react? Mm-hmm. They've ruined the game. They've really ruined it. It's terrible. They've really, like, they've made the divide between the top teams and the bottom teams even wider. Yeah. Well, you know what I think it is? I think that they've made the divide between everyone wider so you've got like the top so so the the panthers and the storm on any given weekend you watch them and you're like oh that's the best team okay but it's like they've got they've taken this competition that was so close and they've just stretched it out completely and you know it's the games are predictable they're lopsided they're normally over after 30 minutes and then you're watching these games and, you know, half the time you're watching a referee stopping the play and we're watching replays that somebody else is watching in Redfern's bunker. And then the rest of the time, it's like trying to find a reason why something shouldn't be allowed to happen, whether it's some awesome try or someone tackled someone and they, you know, brushed their hair a little bit. And it's not fun to watch. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy to me that like, the same bunker or the same ref in the same game doesn't apply the same rules. Mm. And it's like, you're not meant to make the rules up as you go. But I think they're having to because these rules have been chucked on them like not that long ago. And so the referees are basically trying to do their best on the run. And, and, and it's crazy. They should make rules up at the beginning of the year and they can't change it. I agree, 100%. Like, sorry to say that, you know, too bad, so sad, something. Because the people on top now, or the higher team, it's not the same competition. No. No. Like, at the start of the – like, last year, you can put things down to COVID and and the, you know, the season was messed up a little bit and things like that. But the competition was still not too bad overall. We had some terrible, like, we had some teams that were historically bad last year, and that was a warning sign. This year, we've got 
about two or three teams that are historically bad. And we've got a couple of teams out the front that are historically good. And everyone in the middle is just a mess. And yeah. that should be a giant warning sign. It's terrible. Do you think that um, Storm are going to keep being as good when Bellamy goes? Because obviously it's not the players. Um, like the players are good, I mean, but obviously I, those players are there because of him. Yeah, I, look, I think that it his effect will be within the club for some time, but eventually it will wear off a little bit. I think that their junior development and uh, – their talent scouting will still be there. But you can't argue that a Craig Bellamy coach side, I mean, I think Craig Bellamy's the best coach of all time. Um, I think if they get the right personality in and somebody that really knows Bellamy style, but that is also a good coach, I think that that would help it along. Like, I, I think, obviously, Someone like a Stephen Kearney has been a, a Bellamy assistant coach for a long time, but is a terrible coach, you know, so yeah. not someone like him. But I think that I would like to see someone like John Morris, um, if he went to the storm and he, he was learning what Bellamy was doing, and I think he could step in and keep that storm side humming along to a certain extent. But I find it hard to think that they would be at the exact same incredible level. Yeah. See, I think it's um. What was I gonna say? I can't remember. It's it's crazy because I saw a whole heap of people complaining about the way um, Mitch Moses yelled at um at Garfo and the way when we're going bad, mm-hmm. the players yell at each other and have mm-hmm. a go at each other. It's like, well, look at Bellamy. They can be fifty up, but if they fuck up, he is fuming. Mm-hmm. And it's like. I don't want to see coaches or players patting each other on the bum when they play. It's all good work. You drop the fucking ball. Yeah. Yeah. I Look, I agree with you. Although I've got to say with the Parramatta thing, I if I was playing alongside Clint Gutherson and the way he talks to players, I would have to take him aside at some point and say, Clint, you can talk to anyone else how you want, but you're not going to fucking talk to me like that, dude. And I can see where a Mitch Moses, who is a very, he's one of those players that's very expressive, but I feel like it's an internal thing. You know, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a him, a, you know, putting, yelling at everyone. It's more that he's pumped up within himself. Yeah. Whereas Gutherson is very chatty to everyone. You know what? It might be a Clinton thing because at work, Mm-hmm. Mike Clinton's the same. If you don't do good, mm-hmm. he lets you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a, a overall. Well, who are some of the other? So Clinton Shifovsky, he would have done it. Um, would would Bill Clinton count? Nah, Hillary. <laughs> Bill Clinton, I did not have sexual relations with a woman. Yes, you did, dickhead. She sucks you off. <laughs> Listen. He asked her to sort out his cigar. He didn't know what she was going to do with it, all right? It's not her fault. He was the dirty old man. Have you ever seen some of Monica Lewinsky's tweets? Yeah, she's hilarious. She is fucking hilarious. She, that's, that's like, so no, I, I love what she tweets. I don't know if I love her. 
you know, there's a a Tom Green special, where, and it was not too long after all that blew up, and Tom Green invited her to do like an hour-long special where they went, they told the media they were going to make a huge announcement together. <laughs> and so the media went into a frenzy. And basically he hung out with uh, with Monica Lewinsky and they would just go for, to eat at places and things like that. And the announcement was something absolutely ridiculous. But they basically kind of both showed how stupid the media was. And this was like 20 years ago now. And I've watched <laughs> the whole special. You can watch it on YouTube. And it's fucking She's hilarious. She's been trolling people ever since. Yeah. It's so funny. But, yeah, she's great. <laughs> um, that's been a good episode. I think we did well. I think we did well, too. I, I don't know if there was anything else I wanted to say. Anything about yeah, – we've talked about Origin. You talked about the eels a little bit. Um, I don't think there's too much else that's going on in rugby league at the moment, hey? Give me some Nathan Cleary's chin. <laughs> Have you seen all the tweets about that? I, I have. Look, somebody needs to get him some face products. Oi, for real. Mm. Everyone needs to settle down on that, though, because everyone's like, oh, isn't he an adult now? It's like mm. adult acne is a thing. Stop shaming, some, stop shaming this guy. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good and point. And it's hormonal. Mm. And... I mean, he rolls around in the dirt and sweaty and everything. Mm-hmm. And just leave him alone. Until I find out he's doing drugs, I don't I don't care. His chin can be as big as it wants. Little quagmire people, people, are so, people are so dumb, hey. Don't you reckon he looks like quagmire now? Uh, ooh. Family guy? Ooh. Now I can't see that. Yeah. Damn. Standing upside on. Yeah, I'm sorry he's not a creep like him, though. No. Oh, I don't know, though. Look at him on TikTok. Actually, who was I? I was out with someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I probably shouldn't say that on here. Yeah, don't, tell yeah, me after the podcast. I'll tell you afterwards because yeah. it's... <laughs> Our off-podcast conversation's great. Um, so where can people... it is about Nathan Cleary, so... <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you? And have you got, uh, like, a book that you want to sell? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. We'll talk about it when it's ready, hey? It's for sale. It's on yeah. Amazon. Look it up. Yeah. The Caitlin Diaries. The Caitlin Diaries. Actually, if you have Amazon um, Kindle Unlimited, you don't mm-hmm. have to pay for it. It's zero dollars. Oh wow! So so get Kindle Unlimited and jump on there. Look up the Caitlin Diaries. Just read it. You don't have to pay anything because you no. have your subscription, and, and Amazon pays me. It is a fantastic book. It is a story about a a young woman who is growing up surrounded by people of disrepute who. She, she's the worst. She, she's I was going to say, I think she's the worst. <laughs> it, it's had fantastic reviews, uh, and yeah, it has. Say. I can't believe though, my grandfather took a star off me. 
Oh, why? You gave me a four-star review because of um, the overuse of the word cunt. And I was like, well, they're teenage boys and 20, you know, to 25-year-old mm. boys, and they say the word cunt going dad. Yeah. <laughs> but he did, I'll read you his review, actually. Actually. Because that's amazing. I'd be so filthy. Uh, I'd rev- be like, come on, man. <laughs> A riveting tale. I came into the book with little expectation but finished with eager anticipation for the sequel. I can certainly see how the author has spent a whole lot of time researching the subject matter and that shows in the character development. The story is told in elaborate detail. It's the kind of book that makes you want to go to bed late because you don't want to put it down. There is quite a lot of use of the word, of the C word, but to be fair, the author has noted on a front page she makes no excuse for this use, and it is probably indicative of the use of the word in modern teens of today. All in all, an engaging book that I would, and in brackets, and have recommended to my friends. Oh, see, it's, it's a pretty good review, but he should have given you five stars. I know, but he's just too honest. <coughs> yeah. that's. It, it was for the C word. He told me that on the phone. Just once. So the C word is one star. So I um I actually went into my book mm-hmm. wait and I will um search that word and I'll tell you how many times it's said. Okay. And it's never said by her. She doesn't swear. Oh, doesn't she? No. Yeah, you're right. Now that I think about it, she doesn't swear. That's interesting. So how many times does it come up? Um, let me see. Because we we like the use of that word on the podcast. We we do. And I had to, a lot of times when I was writing, she did swear and I was like, no, bring it back. She isn't like that. Yeah. So. I just have to wait for it all to load. That's all right. But let's see. There's. 423 pages. Mm-hmm. Just perspective. Just have to wait for the whole book to load. Okay. It's a novel. It is a novel. Mm. A novel. Many parts. The Caitlin Diaries. Mm-hmm. Got to go out and get it. Buy it. Five stars. And say I love the use of this C word when you review it. Well, my nana, different mm-hmm. sides of the family, because granddaddy's my mum's stepdad. So mm-hmm. my nana, my dad's mum, always tells me, if you want a man to listen, you've got to throw a fuck in. <laughs> the word fuck. She said he, they won't listen mm. unless you say, I fucking want that. So Because it mean, it, they know you mean business. Yeah, it's scary. It is scary. As a dude... It, it, it scares you. So is this thing loaded up yet or what? It's up to 303. Just settle okay. down. Okay, okay. Jesus. This is some this is some riveting listening, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find you on Instagram for the book? and Instagram. And... I just changed the name, so just give me a second. Okay. Okay. It's it's not even that many. How many? Fifteen. 
Oh, what? Four hundred and twenty-three pages. I was expecting you to say like two hundred and seventy times or something. Fuck, he said fifty-one times. Yep. I, I, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. It's not. That, that's not gratuitous use of it. No. Oh, that's. I bet there are other words I could think of that would be uh, offensive to people to hear that I could get you to search for uh, that would come up more than that. <laughs> like what? It's not for the, that's not for the listening audience. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there's more of that word in book two, actually. So um, oh. it'll probably be down to a three star by the time we're done with that. Well, that's something for people to look forward to when book two comes out. Cause we, we'll get you on when, Book two is ready to, well, it's been released. So, but people need to read the Caitlin Diaries to begin with. Yes. Because that sets the scene. That lets you know all of the characters and what's going on and all the dynamics and stuff. And these characters are really well thought out. And you, I know you and me talk about them like they're real people. It's kind of strange. I know, it's weird, hey. hey. <laughs> okay, well, so... The new Facebook, the new Instagram is at jamiesmith.author. Okay. Now, how do you spell that? J-A-Y-M-E Smith, S-M-I-T-H dot author, A-U-T-H-O-R. Excellent. And anywhere else they can find you? Um, no. Okay. I'm elusive. I like elusive. Um. Well, that's been a fantastic episode. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I Thanks hope for having it, me. Yeah, I, look, I hope your grandfather um, enjoys this episode. We barely said the word cunt at all. We were very. I don't know if he listens to this. It was so funny because he rang me. He's like, "Oh, there's, there's a lot of the word cunt." Oh, I was yeah. like, "Well, there's, there's going to be more in books because of the word cunt." No. I couldn't have that conversation with my grandparents. That'd be rough. So anyway, he said the c word to us. Adorable. He said the c word to you. No, he said c word. Oh, c word. I only ever heard my grandparents swear when they they were drunk. My that's, nana swears a lot. So does my dad. That's where I get it from. Oh, that's interesting. And I'll tell you my grandfather's nickname for my nana when we get off here because. It's offensive. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for coming on, and uh, we hope everyone enjoyed the episode. And there'll be another episode out in the next couple of days. Um, I've got I've got something I want to say, so I'll. I'll uh, and by the way, That's everyone, something new, something you want to say? All right, I'm, me being outspoken. What the hell? And by the way, Andrew's good. Um, everyone that asks about him, everything's cool. Uh, he's bringing up a child. You know, what do you want? There's a baby. There's a baby. Um, Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.